0: For your word, we thank you for you are going to speak into our lives. Great is our God, greatly to be praised. We thank you for the power in the word of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We yield our lives to you. Every resistance to the preaching of God's word, we bind them in the name of Jesus. Every critical spirit be stilled. We pray for a release of grace and anointing in this place that will make the proclamation of your word effective. In Jesus' name, we take victory. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to continue with our theme. Enjoy the fellowship. Enjoy the fellowship. Praise the Lord. The Bible tells us that God is the one who has called us into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ. The scripture tells us we have fellowship with God the Father and his son, Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. So we asked ourselves, what is fellowship? Fellowship is coming together with one mind, one purpose, the purpose being bringing honor to the Lord Jesus Christ and to serve one another. We asked ourselves, how is it that we can have this fellowship and what does this fellowship do for us? We said that there ought to be a vertical and a horizontal fellowship, vertical fellowship with Jesus, with God, the Father, and horizontal fellowship with each other. And we said in true fellowship, we must love one another, care for one another, bear one another's burden, pray for one another, exhort one another, edify one another, and do not forsake the assembling of ourselves. Praise the Lord. So last week, we were talking about the importance of praying for one another. James writing in 5, 16 says, therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed, praise the Lord. So God has not made us to be isolated as islands all over the place, but rather he has put us together in a fold so that we can have fellowship with each other and enrich each other's life. And in this support group of fellowship, God intends us to feed off each other and to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So as much as each of us ought to be connected to each other, praise God, we cannot overlook or understate the importance of being connected to the source of, of life to the source of grace to the source of strength the Lord Jesus Christ every one of us ought to be connected to him praise the lord and allow his life to flow through each and every one of us so that we could be effective in edifying building up the body of Christ In that process, when we live in this world, we have lots of challenges, and we need each other to bear us in their arms of prayer, praise the Lord, and in this process, we also need to come to a place where we can unload, praise God, open ourselves up and share with uh, with our fellow brothers, sisters, our struggles and The pain that we go through in our lives, praise God. So in this process, when there is faltering in our lives, we can come and we can share and pray for each other. So James here is saying, confess your sins to each other. And we asked ourselves how confession can bring forth deliverance in our lives. So there were a few things that we said. One, we said confession will bring liberty, liberation from, liberate us from sin. Praise the Lord. Confession would lead us to pray for another. In other words, when we confess our sins to each other, it helps us to empathize with the struggle of the other person and pray for them. Praise the Lord. At the same time, we said confession provides covering. Normally, when there is a faltering, there is hostility around us. Praise the Lord. But when we truly confess our sins to each other, there is a covering that is there, that is brought by the body of Christ as a stand in prayer and in support. This is in no wise saying that, You cover the sin of a person. Only God can cleanse a person. So after confession, there is a covering that comes from the body of Christ, which enables the person to face hostility. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The way that the enemy exposes us, he would expose our sin to condemn us, but Holy Spirit wants to convict us so that he can correct us. Praise God. It is the difference Satan wants to condemn you and therefore he will expose you Holy Spirit will convict you so that he can correct you praise the Lord hallelujah when one confesses their sins what happens is it disarms the enemy we concluded by saying it takes the takes the venom or the sting out of the bite of the enemy. It takes the takes the force out of the punch of the enemy. When the enemy is punching you because he has so much stuff against you, praise the Lord. Confession, true confession, takes the takes the force out of the punch. It takes out the stink, the venom out of the bite that the enemy has planned for us. Praise the Lord. Therefore, we can experience the the release that God wants us to experience in our lives. There are private offenses and public offenses. We said that sin should not be exposed beyond the scope of influence. In other words, how far the sin has been exposed, it has to be retained within that circle and it should be finished off. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We don't need to put out everybody's dirty laundry out there. Praise God. But when true confession is made with God and with anyone that has a fact that lives have been affected around us, that's when the healing flows into our lives. Now, today we're going to move into the next arena. What does confession do? Confession is derails pride, praise God. Why is it that people are hesitant to confess? It is simply because there is a pride factor involved in everyone's life, praise God. There is a level of ego involved in people's life. Everyone has built an image, knowingly or unknowingly, about themselves, Praise God. Even if you're not aware of the fact, others have an image about yourself. Praise God. Who are you and what you are? At times, those images that people have made about you can be skewed. It cannot be true because only God knows who we are... To the extent, praise the Lord, in other words, God knows whether the image that is portrayed is true or not. Only God knows. So regardless whether it's people who have an image about us or we work hard and build an image for ourselves. There are people who work very hard and they build an image about themselves. The other day I was talking to someone and they were... They were saying how they build the image about themselves. I said, "How do you do it?" They said, "What they do is they take the, the the they take the the best clippings out of a person's song or messages, and they put it on WhatsApp. And they have this group that they have built to build up images. So they send it out to their groups, and the groups will send it out, and they continue to build up images. This is what the world does. That's." One of the techniques that the world employs to propagate themselves, all right? So that's marketing, okay? Marketing oneself, marketing someone's ministry. That's a different realm. What am I talking about here is, you know, when people market themselves, they build an image about themselves. Sometimes there is no reality in the image that they build. They build an image which is larger than themselves, bigger than themselves. That image hides, shrouds the struggle that they are facing in their lives. And so the image that is built by the people around them, when it is intentional buildup of image, what happens is the person is raised to a pedestal. That in reality, it's not there. So the more and more this image is raised, this person's image goes up. And the person is lifted up to a point where that the person deems it necessary, absolute necessary to shroud the reality of the struggle that they are facing in their lives. Because they are afraid that the reality within them will shatter the image that they have made for themselves. And so they make themselves vulnerable and they make themselves ready for a fall, for a downfall. Because they have puffed themselves up. With pride and vacuum, just like helium in a balloon that causes the balloon to rise up in the atmosphere. Praise God. Things that is not of God, flattery and self-glorification causes a person to rise into a realm that is where there is no reality. And that sets them up for a fall. So, what happens is pride fills them up and they make themselves to be this image that they really are not, and therefore they are not able to share their struggles with people. Praise God. They cannot ask people to pray for them. Praise God. I wonder if our practice of unspoken request is partly a result of this. Praise God. I'll come to the other part a little later. Praise God. So we are not able to share our struggles because we are more aware of our image and we want to protect our image. Praise God. So there is a pride factor in there. And this pride factor sets us up for a fall. Praise God. Someone once said, you know what the enemy does is, you know, he will either block your progress. He will block your progress. He will hinder your progress because the enemy is not worried about where you are. He's always worried about where you are going, how far you can go. So he will try to block you. That's one strategy. The other strategy of the enemy is to push you, push you forward. In other words, before God's timing, praise God, before the divine timetable, before the kairos moment of. God, He wants to push you forward or, in this case, lift you up into a higher pedestal than where God wants you to be. Praise the Lord. This is a technique that the enemy uses. One is stop you from moving forward. The other one is either push you forward or lift you up beyond where God has placed you. Both sets you up for a downfall. So what does this got to do with fellowship? Fellowship is a support structure that God has divinely ordained for you and me. Where you and I should should give access to someone to speak into your life. Praise God. I can put myself in a fellowship and yet would not get help if I don't give access to someone who can speak into your life. Praise God. Hallelujah. It could be your spouse. If you have a godly spouse, praise God. One who walks with the Lord Jesus, you should allow that spouse, praise God, access into your life, access into your life. What does access into life means? You know, what does that mean? Allowing them to ask probing questions. Praise God. You know, sometimes my wife would come and ask me, what are you thinking? Huh? What do you mean, what am I thinking? You know, has your spouse ever asked you what you're thinking? And if your spouse were to ask you what you're thinking. Would you tell them the truth? Your spouse is never going to find out whether it's true or not. But would you tell them the truth? Well, that depends on how much access you give that person. Praise God. But let me tell you. To find the truth and to know the truth, you don't have to give access to God. He knows all things, everything about you and me, including the thoughts that goes through our mind. The psalmist puts it beautifully, he says, before a word is on my lips, you know it. Praise God. You could con your spouse. You could con your family. You could con your friends. You could con everyone, but you cannot con God. Praise God. That's why the Bible says the first fellowship is with him. When you have a good fellowship with him, you lay bare everything. Your thought life, the emotions that comes through your heart, The struggles that goes in your life. The challenges that you face in your life. You know, that fellowship sets you up not for a defeat. Praise God. But a victory in and through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. So pride, it sets us up and it stops us from sharing. From laying bare our struggles with the person that God has put with you. Who has the ability and the grace to give you a lending hand, a helping hand and lift you up. Praise God. Or speak a word that will put you on correct track. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. So ask yourself, in your fellowship, whatever it is, it could be a fellowship in your home. It could be a fellowship in your Sunday school class, your small group, the fellowship, praise God, with the Lord and each other. Again, fellowship is coming together with one mind and one purpose, the purpose being, this is why I keep repeating this over and over again. Praise God. So that everything that is said is looked at it from the light of the definition that we are bringing in. Otherwise, we can go astray. Okay? So fellowship is having one mind, having one purpose. The purpose being honor to the Lord Jesus Christ and serving each other. Okay? So put yourself in a place and ask yourself, who do I have? If I were to slip, falter, or struggle, do you have someone that you can talk to? We all should have someone that we can talk to. That's what God intends for us. That's how we can empower each other. Okay. Now, think about it. There were these three guys, three ministers, you know, our kind, my kind, three ministers. They used to get together. They were part of an accountability team. Do you have an accountability team? Okay, they used to share each other's struggle in burden, you know. So one minister said, guys, you know, I've been struggling with some real stuff, you know, and I want you guys to pray for me. So the other two looked at him and empathized with him and asked him, what's the struggle? He said, you know, mean, after the service, I like to go and hit on the bottle." Well, they both looked at each other and says, "What bottle? You know the kind where it tastes like heaven and burns like hell." And they looked at each other and says, "Are you serious?" "Yeah, it's been going on for some times and it's it's, it's a struggle. I want I want you brothers to pray for me." So the other minister said, "You know, just you know, when you open up your struggle with others, it prompts the others to open up too." So the other minister looked at him and said, Oh, man, I'm going through a struggle, too. See, the other one said, What's your struggle? You know, I have this habit of chain-smoking. You know, I like to smoke. Uh, and uh, it's got really bad lately. And these two guys look at each other. The third one didn't say nothing. They just, he just kept quiet. You know, the smart people, they keep quiet. When the others open up. So the first two open up and they realize that this guy is, you know, being smart. There's a lot of smart people right So they looked at him and says, are you do you mean that does the silence means that you have no struggle? He didn't say nothing so these guys now felt like man we opened up and these guys not opening up and so they, they, they prompted him. you know so they finally he says all right guys I didn't want to say this but I'm gonna say this because you guys are pushing me all right Now don't blame me because I said it. They said no 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 you no know, everything between us is, is a big secret. So don't worry about it. The third one said, well, you know, I've been struggling with the sin for quite some time. And it started as a weakness, but now it's a stronghold. And it's become such a stronghold that that I'm truly struggling. So they said, oh, what is it? Uh, he said, well, oh, you know, with a face that's downcast, he said, you know, the struggle that I'm having is, you know, I like to gossip. The two just looked at him and said, huh? And how is it that a stronghold? Well, you know, when I hear about people, I like to pick up the phone and call people and just share it. I need a release, you know? And I get a release like that when I call people. That's when I get a release. The other two are shocked. I realize that they put them themselves in a bad spot. Immediately, they were smart. They said, let's hold hands together and pray. Have you ever held hands together with, with people when they pray? You know, so these three held each other's hands. Let's pray, let's pray. The fellow who had a problem with gossip said, he just took their hands, put it together and says, why don't you guys pray? Let me go and get my release. I need to call someone right now. When I come back, you can pray. You know why people don't like to share their burdens and their struggles with people, even in fellowships. It's not only the pride factor, it's also people are suspicious. Some people can't keep things to themselves. You know, they immediately have to tap into WikiLeaks. And before you know it, it's all over the place. And they have a very sanctified covering on it. You know what's a sanctified covering on it? I am only sharing this so that you may pray about it. What about you, brother? What about you, sister? Don't you want to pray? Oh, no, I'm sharing so that you can pray. All right. You know, this causes people to what? Withhold their burdens. But let me put the other side to it. Suppose somebody did share. Boy, is that going to tarnish your image? Is that going to deflate the ego that has been pumped up? And if it's so, what happens? It makes you vulnerable. But let me tell you, even when people share things about you, praise God if that's setting you up so that the pride factor is brought down and you become vulnerable, vulnerable and it pushes you to a place where you are able to confess your sins to each other, you set yourself up for a deliverance that God wants you to experience in, in your life. Praise God. Hallelujah. But let me tell you, What is shared between each other in a fellowship, regardless of how small, how big it is, when it is a sincere prayer request, it is a sacred trust which cannot and which should not be breached. Praise the Lord. Everyone in the fellowship should know this, that if someone shares their struggle with you, so that you can pray about it. You can minister to their needs. It's a sacred trust. That has been entrusted to you. Praise the Lord. So that you can stand with them. And help them out of their situation. Not take advantage of it. Praise the Lord. So let me ask you. You know. As a member of a fellowship. As a part of the fellowship as a fellow on a ship as a fellow who is sharing the same sheep praise the Lord as one who is part of the body of Christ as one who has fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ how faithful are you how faithful have we been in bearing each other's burden and carrying it to the Lord. Praise the Lord. What does confession do? Confession leads to what? Leads to a breakthrough. Praise the Lord. And it will burst out into praise. Praise the Lord. Confession will bring forth a breakthrough. When there is sin and you confess your sin, number one, you get right with God. When you get right with God, the people Of God is released into our lives. And healing flows into our spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. And which brings what? It brings forth praise. A burst of praise will come forth. From a spirit that is crushed and burdened. Praise God. By the weight of sin and guilt. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, church is a place where you can come and you can, hallelujah, confess your sins and get right with God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. When we come in the presence of God, what is it that causes us to forgive others? Praise God. When we think how much God has forgiven us. It sets us up. Praise God to forgive others when a confession is authentic and genuine. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Those who've been forgiven much, they have praise a bigger heart to forgive others as well. Praise the Lord. But what does confession mean? This is where the issue is. It's not just simply coming and saying, I admit that I did something wrong. No, that's not what it is. It is confession means saying the same thing. Meaning what? Saying the same thing as what God says about it. So when God looks at his sin and whatever God calls that sin as, You and I repeat that and say that that's what it is. That's what confession is. Not just simply coming and saying something for the sake of saying. Praise the Lord. If God looks at something and he says, that's lust, that's what we have to admit. If God looks at his sin and say, that's envy, that's anger, that's jealousy, that's backbiting, that's gossiping. Praise God. That's murder. That's lying. That's thieving. That's coveting. Then that's what we say. And that sin enters into our system. And we ask the Lord to forgive us. Praise the Lord. Have you ever heard people saying, you know, I heard people saying, Lord, if we have done anything, please forgive us. What's the problem with that? Many problems. Number one. If. It's a conditional. Lord you find out if there is something wrong in me. And if you do find out. Do forgive me. The problem is this. We said the true confession is to admit it. And to say it as it is. To say as it is. So when we say Lord if. That means Lord it's conditional. You know, since you got nothing else to do, and I am very busy, look into my life, look into my affairs, and see if there's anything wrong. And if there's anything wrong, please do forgive me, okay? If. The other one is, we. Who's we? Suppose I am coming, and I have some confession to make. And I'm saying, Lord, if we have done some sin. We? What did I just do? I dragged you into my mess. No, 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 no. That's not, that's not acceptable. That's trying to play God. Trying to play Him. That don't work. Anything. What's anything? What's anything? Praise God. God wants us to be, number one, true to ourselves. Honest to ourselves. Many people are deceived by their own hearts. The prophet Jeremiah said this. Above all else. The heart is the most deceitful thing. And who can understand it. In other words. My heart your heart is a as the potential to deceive ourselves. To say that which is wrong is right. To just simply ignore that which is not Acceptable to God. That's not going to work. So being truthful to ourselves. Unless we are truthful and honest to ourselves. We cannot be truthful to others. Being truthful to God. My God. When we come to a place where we understand that we cannot hide anything from God. When we come into the place of having a revelation of who our God is and realize that I can't play him and he sees me through and through and when God God tries to shed his light through the hearing of God's word, what does light do? Light dispels darkness. Light reveals the dirt in me. Light reveals the dirt in me. Quite often we are looking for a light that's going to reveal the dirt in someone else. The light of what? The light of his presence. The light of his presence reveals the dirt in me. When Isaiah saw the vision of God, of Lord who was seated high and lifted up. He had a vision of himself and he realized the dirt that he had in him. Light reveals the dirt in you and me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the presence of God's light. Hallelujah. The light of God's word Thy word is a light unto my feet and a lamp unto my path, the light of God's word. That's why it's important to dig into God's word. That's why it's important to share God's word in fellowships. That's why it's important to share God's word in every meetings. Because the light... Day wise, it dispels darkness and the light reveals the dirt in me. Preparing me, bringing me to a place where I understand that the dirt needs to be taken care of. Praise God. If we say we, we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, it's just He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Hmm. If we confess our sins, is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness fellowships what's fellowships doing for you fellowship Is it a space for us to enhance ourselves? That's a byproduct. In the space that God has prepared for us to fellowship with each other and we use the tools that God has given us to build each other up, you know what happens? We get good at it. Praise God. God wants to refine what's at what has been deposited in you. And that refining process, praise God, it takes place when you and I stay in the place where God has given us and we continue to minister to the body of Christ. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. There is a glow. There is a glow. In your ministry. In your service. Hallelujah. Because you keep pouring. Into the lives of people. When that happens. You don't need anyone. To pump your image up. Because. The grace in you, praise God, continue to glow, praise God. Not lifting up my or your self image, but it exposes Christ in us, the hope of glory. <laughs> praise God. Hallelujah grace in us amen reveals the glory praise God of one who is in residence in you and me praise God fellowship empower each other as you give you receive and his grace and his glory glows through your life and my life. My Father, we thank you and we praise you. We yield our lives to you, Father. You're such a good God. Lord, we pray that we will not be afraid to confess our frailties, our failures, primarily to you, And to those that we trust. We pray that the trust factors will grow. And we will have the discernment as to who we can, who we should trust our struggles with. We commit God's people into your hands. We pray for God's grace to abound. Even in this pandemic season, Father, we pray that we will experience that true fellowship with you and with each other. We thank you for the virtual platform that you've given us where we are able to reach out to each other and touch lives. And this morning, in the name of Jesus, every ear that has heard the word of God, let the light of God's word let the light of God's presence shine into their lives. God. Revealing the state of affairs. Revealing the status quo of each and every one of our lives. Allowing us to come in your presence. Ask of you forgiveness. Get right and move forward. May God grant us the grace. We ask for your blessings in Jesus' name.